I never get sick of this song. I am in my hotel room. Up uh, near Sacramento, California. Uh, Getting ready for a show tonight at the Calusa Casino. And uh, looking forward to Super Bowl, man. Yeah. Good Lord. I love and hate the Super Bowl. I love it because it's the Super Bowl. But I hate it because that means football's over. And now what? I'll tell you now what. Now, we get to listen to Shaka Khan. Kill it. What? Tell me something good. that you love me. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Fairly Normal. I am Josh Wolf. Another solo podcast. I want to see if I can turn off the AC here. I really don't need that, and it's kind of loud. And that didn't work at all. Okay. I thought the off button would work. The off button apparently did not work. Hey, so, um, yeah, first of all, thank you guys. You know, over the last week or so and especially doing the last solo podcast i um thank you for all the kind words about it i really had a good time doing it and um this has been an enlightening week for me it really has first i have to say i know people have been asking me and i know i said i don't give a shit about who wins the super bowl and i if i was going to uh like i really it's not like it's a must-see tv for me but if i'm gonna root for somebody i'm rooting for uh I think I'm rooting for Peyton. I'm rooting for Peyton to just get one more and walk off in the sunset and drop the mic and that whole thing. That would be for me. Like and and um and I think we talked about this last week, the Cam Newton stuff. I don't hate Cam. I wouldn't want my quarterback acting like that. That's just me. I don't mind the receivers for whatever reason. I think the quarterback should just be a little more above that shit. But whatever, man. You don't want him to score. You don't want him to dance, don't let him score. Okay. That being said, I'm going to get to your questions and everything um, in a second. I I think we're going to start off with a what a fucking an amazing experience I had last night. Um, Steve Simone is a comedian, very, very funny guy, um, and uh, came over to my house last night and um, we did a podcast, his podcast, and I have to tell you, it was the, it was just what I needed. It was the it was eye opening for me in a lot of different ways. I don't know that I'm not. A, I don't know that I'm a, a religious dude. I don't know if I'm spiritual either. Um, but it really infused me with a lot of energy. The the podcast last night, and he made me. I think some things that have been bothering me um, about my comedy. Um, he inadvertently helped me through and I can tell you guys what it is. You know, I think I've told you before that, um, I'm at an odd spot where I've never felt more confident and lost at the same time on stage as I have, you know, in the last three years and confident because look, I think when people come out of the show, they have a good time. Like I've never, people haven't walked out and been like that sucked. But at the same time, there've been times where I felt like, 
I don't know that I here's the thing like I I know what I want to say but I don't want it to make it sound like okay I'm gonna say it and then I'll tell you okay I feel like you know and I've been going down to the um, clubs in Hollywood which I haven't done in a couple years because it's just been busy but you know when you go on the road you can get yourself into habits as a comedian that aren't great and I you know I think maybe I stopped challenging myself is what happened I think maybe I was like well I know this works and you know whereas when I was a younger and going out in Hollywood and not going out out but going out of the clubs and staying up late and writing I constantly challenged myself with my jokes like I would find something that works and I would dig and keep digging and keep digging and keep digging to mine not just a funny joke but something that also had my opinion and and a point of view and look I'm not saying everything needs to be a big serious joke it can even you know you guys know me I I I like silly, you know, I've kind of embraced silly um, and that's cool, but I can also, I just feel like I, I've been cheating myself a little bit with my stand-up, and it's more for me. I don't know that it's anything that anyone else would notice, although some comics I think in LA have noticed, but I, um, and I, I made a promise to myself after talking to Steve last night, I wasn't going to do that anymore, and, and like I said, I don't want... I love being on the road and, and performing. I just feel like I need to start challenging myself a little more as a writer and as a comedian and as a performer. And um, I hope that evolves into me being better at my job. I really hope it does. You know, I'm really excited. I wrote down some premises on the plane and I think I'm going to try them tonight in, in front of the 17 people who I think are here to see me and <laughs> but yeah man you know I really want to be better uh the the group of comedians out there performing every night at the comedy store and the laugh factory and the improv have really inspired me you know I watch and um I just feel like I got a little lazy and um not lazy as in how hard I work out on the road and not even like, look, if people are, people saw me in Boston this year, I was there eight months ago, eight months and, um, came back with outside of the, the very last joke, which was my closer, you know, came back with 50 minutes of new material. So it's not like I'm not writing. I just feel like I, what I am writing can be better. I need to mine it more and work it more. And I'm not only promising myself, I'm promising you guys. I'm going to fucking do that. You know, look, even if it doesn't change my trajectory or my career, and I that's honestly not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I, I need to, I need to feel like I am trying to be better. I need to feel like I am I don't know how to put it. I just, you know, I think subconsciously it was wearing on my psyche and making me not feel great about myself, to tell you the truth. I don't like to feel like I 
I took a shortcut and I don't like to feel like I didn't do as much as I could. Um, and it was honestly between talking to Steve Simone and I, and I, and I had the privilege to tape something, um, with my friend, uh, Jen Kirkman. And, you know, I got to interview her a little bit and, um, the way she attacks a joke was inspirational to me. And, and it made me realize that there are other things that I can do. So I'm hoping, man, I'm hoping that this, I almost feel like just hitting the reset button, like going out around town and just fucking scrapping everything and seeing what I can come up with and seeing how that changes it and not not doing anything I've done before, which means probably eating shit for a good couple months. But I I think I might need it. I, Or I may have to find a middle ground because who knows if my... <laughs> if mentally I could take eating shit for months, but I'm too much of a pussy for that. But I, I'm, I promise you guys a bit of a shift and I'm going to experiment with it. I got to find my, you know, I remember when I started writing stuff and I was like, Oh, I fucking like this. Oh, I'm figuring it out. And I want to get back to that. So yeah. And like I said, I don't think it's really anything anyone else notices. I think people who come to the shows have a good time. I really do. And I've fully committed to working the guitar into the set because fuck other people. I like playing guitar. I don't think I'll ever play more than three, maybe four songs a set, but I fucking like it. So that's going to happen. I just have to figure out the way to do it that I like. Um, And I think I have. I think I have. So there's that. I, I, um, yeah, there's that. It just has to happen. For me, in my brain, it has to happen. So there you go. There's that part. Um, I apologize to people who've been um, reaching out to me about the podcast I do with my son called Boomer and the Old Man. Um, That has not quite happened this week because that dude, Jacob, is working extra, extra hard. He works like 12 hours a day. Oh, okay. You know, want to hear a fun story? Okay, so he works at, um, he works for a company, um, and the guys are great guys, and he, uh, but he's been filming at the Houdini house, and the Houdini, Houdini was an escape artist, for those of you who don't know, and he died. Anyways, so, fucking the fan turned on again. Um, so he's at the Houdini house, and, um, when Jacob was very, the Houdini house is off of Laurel Canyon Boulevard. And when Jacob was very young, he, we used to drive over Laurel Canyon and he'd sit in the back seat when he was like four or whatever. And for a while we would drive over the hill and be like, I miss Uncle U, and he would call, I didn't understand what he was saying for a while. I miss Uncle Udini. I miss Uncle Udini, right? And I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. Okay. So, he, eventually I was like, oh, the Houdini house. You miss Uncle Houdini? I go, who who told you about Houdini? Now, look, I know damn well nobody told him about Houdini because I'm the only one who drives him up and down over that hill. And every time we would drive by the house or near it, he would say something like, oh, I miss Uncle Houdini. So it freaked me out a little bit, right? Like like someone from the other side is talking to Jacob Wolf. And then we watch a Houdini thing. Because I was like, well, you want to watch something about Houdini? And he was like, yeah, we watch it, him and Beth and I. And it turns out that Houdini's best friend was named Jacob. Blew my fucking mind. 
I was like, well, listen, we're not driving by that house anymore. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but it was kind of crazy. Yeah. So, um, but that's why we haven't done one of those. Uh, and let me just say this other, uh, another thing, guys. I know the Super Bowl's coming up, but after the Super Bowl, I want to remind everybody that listening, Valentine's Day is next week. You're going to find the right gift. Sometimes it is tricky. Okay. Now, I am not great at, 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 uh, at doing the gift thing because I forget all the time. I forget all the time. Like, I go, oh, I got to go out and do this. I got to go out and do this. I got to go out and do this. Easy. You know, there have been times when I forgot to buy a gift, and it did not turn out well for me. Um, I have, uh, <laughs> there was one time I went out with somebody um, who I swore. I was like, oh, we went and looked at this. It was a, it was a, necklace we went and she loved it so i bought the necklace for her and i gave it to her she hated it it i had been looking at it with another girl (laughs) that didn't go over well um so you got to get the right gift everybody and you know what is a right gift you know what's always good chocolate covered strawberries sherry's berries always hits the mark who doesn't like strawberries who doesn't like chocolate you want to give her something she's gonna love that's it and here's what i'm gonna do okay we're gonna give you a little offer here from the fairly normal podcast you guys are listening go are you gonna get freshly dipped strawberries from sherry's berries starting at 19.99 40 savings why because you listen to this podcast all right you can double the berries also if you want for just ten dollars more Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, and type in my code NORMAL. NORMAL. All right? So you are going to get a great deal. She is going to love it. Or he. Which don't, I don't want to be sexist. You want to get some strawberries for your man? Go get some. Go get some. Justin and Quincy, go get some. Now, listen, and just so you know, the berries are picked at peak the freshness so that you're not getting some crap-ass berries. They're huge. You can pick from white, milk, or dark chocolate. Chocolate chips on there. Guys, come on. I've ordered berries for Beth before. I don't want to tell you exactly what happened, but I will say turned out very well for me. Okay? Here is the way to get this deal. Here is the way to get it. Starting in $19.99. Double the berries, $10 more. Visit berries.com. B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Click on the microphone, top right corner, type in normal. All right, enter my code normal order today. Go get it. Don't be silly. That's all I'm saying. Go get it. Don't be silly. They're big strawberries. Everyone likes it. Everyone loves a big strawberry dipped in chocolate. No gift wrap needed. They arrive perfectly packaged in a box. That sounds dirty, but it isn't. Come on. Sherry's Berries, they'll take care of the details. You get the glory, okay? Don't put off shopping to the last minute like me. Order it today. There you go. Let's get to your questions. All right. Question number one. I told him I would answer this first. Billy Wayne Davis, comedian, everybody, very funny comedian. 
He says, what do I have against Koreatown's driving range? And he'll take, hang up and listen. Hey, Billy Wayne, let me tell you what I hate about it. I don't hate it, but look, when I go to the driving range, generally I'm high. Koreatown is too far away for me to drive high. Now, I will say this. I bet you there's some good food down there. But Billy Wayne, come on out. Make it out to Studio City, man. That's all I'm saying to you. Come on out. All right. Um, Rick Levecki wants to know what happened to Sarah Colonna. I know what you mean, man. Um, listen, you know, Sarah and I are good friends. She's super busy. All right. And she just like, I believe it's time to kind of shed a little bit of the Chelsea brand. And so it's, it was just basically time to, uh, to push on past Sarah. Uh, Josh wants to know whether there'll be another Josh Wolf TV show again. I fucking hope so. <laughs> uh, I hope so, man. It, 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 I hope so. Um, it wasn't a show that CMT wanted. I haven't found another network that wants it, but I'm going to try to find some sort of incarnation of it. Um, I had such a good time doing it, and you guys were all so good to watch, and we had a good time, so I'm hoping for it um, desperately. Not desperately, but I would like to do another one for sure. Um, okay, here's another one. I love listening to you tell stories. Was there anything you were asked to leave out of my book because it was too raunchy, offensive? And I'm going to write another. My book, It Takes Balls, Dating Single Moms, Another Confession from an Unprepared Single Dad. The only thing I left out of my book, and not because it was raunchy, some stories were taken out. But if you notice in my book, I did not badmouth my ex. Um, one, I don't badmouth anybody. You know, people have asked me to dish dirt on people. And that shit, look. I'm not a gossip guy. I'm not a rumor guy. Your business is your business. Snitches get fucking stitches. All of that. My ex is the mother of my kids. Um, she's a human being that walks around this world who's made mistakes like we all have and doesn't need me to run shit about her because she and I didn't work out together. Just because she and I don't work out together doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that I need to put her dirty laundry out there. I would expect her not to put mine out there, right? We're people. People make mistakes. We move on. Hopefully, she's happy. And so, yeah, there's, the only thing left out were just stories that they didn't think was funny. <laughs> um, so that's that. Um, do I get to officiate Sarah and John's wedding? No. Uh, Steven Tyler did a Skittles commercial. I know. Tell the story of how I got my dog. Okay. We were out, for, I believe, for Jacob's ninth or tenth birthday. It was Jacob. Let me just answer this real quick before that. Some people have asked me why I don't talk about my other two kids very much. And I want to answer that. Okay. My daughter, you know, my entire act used to be about just my kids and I would say 45 minutes about it 45 40 of it was about my daughter as she got older and you know teenagers hit so hit um, awkward stages I took her off of my social media just because people are assholes to women on social media and I posted one thing with her as she was getting a little older and somebody said something about her weight and another person said something about her tits and I was like fuck this I will tell you the honest to goodness truth. It's a bit been a bit of a sticking point with my daughter and I. Um, it was just a decision that I made, and she's back on my personal Facebook page. But it was a decision that I made where I had to decide, and you know, 
she's had her issues with self-esteem and all that stuff. And I didn't want anything on my page adding to her self-esteem problems. So I had to weigh the what was more important to me that she was represented equally on my social media or that I protect her from the fucking 10 or 15 assholes that seem to troll everybody's page. And I chose to protect her. Um, and I know that she doesn't quite understand that. I think she's going to come on the podcast and we're going to talk about it. But it was a choice that I made. And it, I know it wasn't incredibly popular with her. But I also know her well. And I think the other way would have ended up with me taking her off of those pages because the comments would have come in and I would have taken her off and both things would have happened. Not only would I have ended up taking her off, but somebody would have said something shitty about her. And I, I just can't do that. I can't. It was my decision. So my oldest son, um, well, you know, for those of you who don't know anything about me, you should from listening to this, but. You know, I met a woman. She had two kids. We had a kid together. When she left, um, I kept the three kids. So my two oldest are, um, that's why somebody asked me if I adopted them last week. My oldest son um, was in the military. And he spent, you know, boots on the ground in Afghanistan. And um, and he and I just talked. And he was like, you know, I, I don't want people saying weird shit about me being in the military because it's a sticking it's a hot topic for some people and and I agreed with that too he was and he's on my private page obviously too and you know I post pictures of them when they're young all over all the time but that was a, another personal decision that we made um and because unfortunately people are assholes that's it but so that is why people have asked me why they're not as represented they're represented on my on my on my private page. Um, the story how I got my dog was Jakey's birthday. And we um, we went to a huge dog adoption place. And I made a beeline for this all white pit. My daughter, I forget what dog she went for. But Jacob and Beth gravitated to this little friendly old boxer looking dog. And he was just, you know. The people who were holding on to him were like, this is literally the sweetest dog you will ever come across. And he was. He was so timid, though. You know, we went to a rescue place. He wouldn't get into the... I was driving a minivan at the time. You're welcome. Um, had sex in a minivan. I don't know if you guys have tried that. It's not great. Because if you're driving a minivan, that means there's toys on the floor. And there's probably an old Yoo-Hoo down there. Um, and I remember when I was... I had sex with somebody in the minivan... And uh, <laughs> when she got up, there was a Cheeto stuck to her ass cheek. <laughs> and I was like, let me get that. Clink. Let me get that off you. Um, I met one girl who was a tiny little girl. She actually asked me to have put her on top of the car seat. So her ass didn't quite fit in the car seat, but it kind of propped her up. Um. That was weird. People had different reactions to that minivan, man. I remember we went to a Weezer show, um, they, and they were playing just the Blue Album at the Whiskey, I think. Top to bottom um, Blue Album. And uh, it was fucking great. But we're in there, and I'm there with my brother, and uh, we were there. Was like a fucking, there was going to be a party afterwards. 
And I was like, oh, we should go to this party. And, and we had been talking to a couple of girls. This was years ago. And, um, <laughs> yikes. Well, uh, Jonathan, my brother, was like, well, we're not, we're not going to ask him to get in the minivan, right? And I was like, oh, that's a really good point. And um, we were like, why don't you meet us at the party? And they said, fine. But unfortunately, they were parked in the same parking lot as us. So as we were walking, they were just like walking with us. I'm like, you guys don't have to walk us to the car. And they're like, no, we're parked right there. And they pointed at the car that was parked right next to my minivan. <laughs> my brother looked at me like, don't you fucking, don't you dare. Because it had automatic doors. He goes, don't you dare open. He was looking at me and I just had to do it. Open both automatic doors like a fucking boss. Um, <laughs> well, that minivan was a good time. I remember blaring, you know, with all three kids in the back. They, we, I didn't listen to Radio Disney. Fuck that. And so to make sure I was never tortured with their music for too long, we had a rotation. Everyone got to pick a song, right? I picked, Kate picked, Trevor picked, Jakey picked. I picked, right? So, oh, for a long time, they had a Pokemon CD on rotation that drove me crazy. So every time they did, I would pick the longest, like the live version of Freebird, like that 17-minute version that would just put them to sleep. I also found, this is terrible, I can't believe I'm saying this, um, when they were younger, right, to get them to, you know, something you want them to fall asleep in the car. So I would turn off the air conditioning and crank the heat. <laughs> And I basically melted them into unconsciousness. It was amazing. They would get in and they'd, we'd play the song. I'd play like a long, like a 17-minute Freebird and then just crank the heat. And they'd just start to sweat. And then I would basically dehydrate them into sleep. And then I was like, phew, and I'd play the music I wanted to play. Or oh, that Pokemon CD. I must have accidentally lost that a million times. I used to do that with gifts that people gave me for the kids. Um, I used to lose them all the time. If I didn't like it, I would tell people right when they like my brothers, I'd be like, you know, this is getting lost, right? You shouldn't want to buy another one. And it would the, that gift would last that day. And then if it made noise or it had too many pieces, too many foot, mm -mm, that shit was getting lost. Anyways, question? A dog. I think I answered it. What's the one food dessert I can't live without? And when am I going to get my own sitcom? Those are two incredibly different uh, questions, Deborah. I am going to get my own sitcom when somebody gives me one. Uh, but I've had chances, you know, truth be told, I've had chances and they just didn't pan out. You know, so many TV shows are sold and written. Um, but we're going to give it another shot, Deborah. I'm going to go out there and keep swinging until I can't swing anymore. Um, what's the one food dessert I can't live without? Chocolate chip cookies. I will cut a motherfucker for chocolate chip cookies. Um, and guys, look, the, the messages you send me about how big is my dick and how hot is Jiffy naked. By the way, this is all dudes send it to me. It's never women. It's always dudes. Love my gay crowd. But, is that how guys talk to women too? Like I, it doesn't it's not like I'm blocking people, but I can't imagine sending someone a message that I don't know, whether I I know them or don't know them or admire them or don't admire them or just think they're good looking or not and being like how big's your dick? Like I can't even fucking 
I can't look and, and my version of that would be to a woman. I can't imagine just sending to some person, celebrity or not. Let me see your tits. How big are your tits? What do you look like naked? I mean, what the fuck? I just don't get it. You keep sending them. I'm never going to answer any of those stupid fucking questions. Um, And it's kind of ridiculous because you're a grown-up. But enjoy that. Um, Okay. I'm sorry. I just don't look. You know, I, I look at some of the things that people send to my friends who are women online. It's. It is like atrocious. Now, I will say that I will say that I don't mind, you know, the not all men thing. I know some people are really upset that you should your response shouldn't be on not all men. But I think I can be a feminist and I think I can be pro woman. And then I think I can still say, you know, there are there is some when you say men, right? It seems to be okay to do the blanket statement, men do this. But I can't do a blanket statement, black people. I can't do a, a blanket statement, gays. I can't do a blanket statement, Mexicans. Because it's not all. It's like if I saw, a, if I, if like a Mexican dude sent me a, a rude comment. And I could say, Mexicans are rude online. No, you can't. You're, it's isolated incident. Well, not isolated, but it's one person out of so fucking many. So I, it's, I understand the frustration coming from women online, and fuck, I completely get it, because what I get is probably a quarter. And not only that, I'm not threatened by how big is your dick. I'm not threatened by is Jiffy look good naked, because I know that I, I, that person, well, maybe they can if they're a giant man, but I don't I'm not feel physically threatened. That's the difference between men and women. Like, you can send shit to me. I don't think you're hiding in my bushes waiting to rape me. Um, uh, which brings up another question. Somebody wanted me to clarify my stance on women raping men. I haven't done any research on it, right? So you sent me something that said, you know, there are men who get raped by women. I guess I just don't understand that idea. And I'll tell you why. Because I know me. In order for me to get hard, I have to be excited. Yes? When I get scared, I don't get hard. Or if I'm being uh, molested or aggressively pushed around or grabbed, I don't get hard. So that's why for me, it's hard to imagine a woman raping in the sense of penetration, raping a man. Because now you could molest him, but how are you going to penetrate with a silly putty cock? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's why I don't understand it. I, I know you said your friend said or somebody you know said that they got raped, but... If he got hard, that means he was excited. I generally, physically, I th- from what I understand, that's what it is. The blood rushes into your dick. You're excited. Boom. Hey, thank you, guys. By the way, I don't know if you know I'm a doctor. That was the technical term. The blood rushes into your dick and bam. But I think that's how it works. Look at me. I think that's how it works. So, <laughs> so yeah, I I stand by the fact that I don't, know how women rape men i guess you could hold them down and grind them ride on them and grind them and stuff a puttycock in there but it doesn't seem like i don't know i would have to under talk to somebody and ask them how that worked how did you get raped how did you get hard if you did not want to 
Does that make sense to everybody? I don't fucking know. Like I said, I'm not um I'm not I'm not a doctor. I don't know if you know this. Not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. I I don't know anything about it. Um okay, so those are the Facebook question. Um I I think I have a couple that I did not get to answer from last week. If you want me to answer those, I will. Um, no, I answered all those. Okay. Um, okay, we'll go back to your Twitter questions. Oh, Nick the Chooch. You heard Joe Diaz saying on his podcast that we live together. What was the hell was that like? Yo, living with Joey was crazy. You know, Joey and I knew each other before coming to L.A., but Joe was always insane, man. Not insane. That's not the right word. Joey's a very smart guy, man. Um, but living with Joe Diaz is, is especially that long ago, Joe Diaz, you add that he's already got a crazy amount of energy, times it by 100. That's where he was. Living with Joe was crazy. Um, we, I, he's going to come on the podcast and we'll talk about, we'll talk about um, the stories that we haven't, divulged yet okay what has been my best favorite set i've ever done and what made it so oh boy that is a really difficult one i will tell you the story it's got nothing to do with the set itself i was in seattle at the comedy underground and it was a dark it was like a rainy night the old comedy underground the, down at swanee's and uh, it was in a basement and um, it was it's in Pioneer Square. So it's not like a place where, you know, at night, older people should be walking around And this older woman, you know, um, sh- short in stature, like my grandma, like my Nana was walking around by herself. And she walked up and she looked at the sign and she said, what is this? And I said, it's um, the comedy underground. She goes, what happens here? I go, I'm stand up comedy. She goes, oh. And I said, I'm doing stand-up comedy tonight. Would you like to come? And she said, I would love to come see your stand-up comedy. And I said, I will buy you a ticket. And she said, thank you. And um, so went down, I walked her downstairs, and I sat her on at a table, which was crazy. It was oddly in the middle of the room um, by itself. And uh, it was, you know, when you're on stage, it's weird that, there are weird, odd tables just because of the way the lights are set up in the room that you can kind of see. And this just happened to be the table that I could see. She sat in the middle of the room with her hands crossed and smiled the entire time and just stared at me and didn't really eat or drink anything. And It was almost like there was a tiny spotlight on her. And I really, as I was doing my set, I just watched her the whole time. And she was just staring at me, smiling. And, and it was really kind of crazy. But for whatever reason, it felt very warm to me. Um, and this was the late show, so it probably started around 10. I probably got on stage around 11. It just felt very warm to me, you know, very, um, I don't know. Like I, it felt good. Her there felt good. So I got off stage and she, um, thanked me for the tickets and she touched my face. She touched my cheek and she said, you're, you're a good boy. And she kind of, hmm. You know, I, I turned around, you know, talked to some other people, and I turned back around, and she was gone. And I was like, that's weird. You know, she, I had to help her down the stairs. And um, then I went back to finish the show, finish the talking to people, and then I, you know, I went back to my hotel room and 
And I woke up the next day to a message from my dad saying that last night, about an hour before I had seen that old woman, my Nana died. Um, and that was an amazing thing for me. It was the most profound. I think it was the first time that I started to believe in that stuff. Like that stuff could actually be real. That I'm not saying that was my Nana. I know what my Nana looks like or looked like. And I'm not, I'm, I, I'm, I'm 98% sure that that woman was alive. But I also think that there was, my grandmother was in there. It felt so warm. I remember like thinking as I was looking out at the crowd, like this is such a crazy feeling. And she was staring, like the way she was staring at me was like so lovingly. And it felt so good and so warm that I, when I, my dad told me that my Nana died, it made sense. It's the first thing I thought was that was her in some way, shape or form. That was her. So that I would tell you is my best or favorite set I've ever done. Um, I hope that it wasn't funny, but that is what it was. Uh, Melanie, I answered your male rape question. That's that funny. Um, do I regret my finger tattoo? I do not. It is my wedding ring. Um, you regret yours and it's not even a wedding ring. Yeah. I, I finger tattoos do hurt, but I don't regret it at all because, um, it's my wife and, uh, you know, I also hate jewelry. I couldn't, I, I've lost three rings, you know, and I don't like wear watches. I don't wear a necklace. I don't, I just don't like it. So I like it. And, um, she likes it and I don't regret it at all. And here's the deal. It says Beth. I always told her the good, good. If your name was Eunice, I wouldn't have gotten it because just in case we got a divorce, I'm not going to find another Eunice. I could probably find someone and at least convince her to change her name to Beth. So yeah, I don't regret it at all. Tony Wall, who would you like to interview past or present and why? Woo. Well, I don't deal in past. And if I do present, I'm going to narrow it down for you. Um, I'm not going to do like some crazy, I want to interview Paul McCartney because that'll never fucking happen. Um, although I would love to. But I think for me... And I'll tell you why, Tony, this dude inspires me in, in, in um, different ways. You know, I, I, I am envious of his thirst for knowledge. I'm envious of his, if just not envious, but like his energy and, um, you know, it seems to be an open-minded, uh, but opinionated dude and I have so many questions for him because I knew him years ago a little bit and we don't really know each other at all now but the transformation of him from years ago to where he is right now is fascinating to me and he to me he has one of the best podcasts out there so I think if I could interview somebody I I have like a zillion questions for Joe Rogan that I would love to ask him I don't know that it'll ever happen but I think that would be it. If we're talking about something that's not crazy, unrealistic, I don't think it'll happen. So it's like it's on wish list. But um, uh, I don't want to say something like Putin because that's never going to fucking happen. But for me, it would be Joe. Um, I, I just have so many questions for him uh, just about his journey and how he got to where he was 
not uh, uh, in a business way, but in an emotional and mental way where he is. It is an inspirational dude. So that would be it for me. Um, Patty, I think I can't find that question that he says fit on Twitter. Um, okay. All right. I'm trying to see if there's any other questions for you guys have for me. My favorite place to perform and could I ever get Nathan Fillion on the podcast? My favorite place to perform. Ah, it's a tough one. I leery of the cities I love. I love Boston. I love Chicago. Um, I love New York. I just love Seattle. I love Portland. I actually, here's the thing. Like, it's hard for me to pick. Obviously, it does take Boston out of the equation because it's home. Other than that, I love I love America. I love this country. I love the people in it. I love the different people in the different parts of the country. I love what every city has to fucking offer. I don't, it's like when people ask me to pick a favorite song or a movie. You know what? It's, I can't. Song and movie, like, where am I? What time of my life am I in? Am I sad? Am I happy? What just happened to me? All that stuff matters with TV and movie. And, and with with City, every single city has their fucking different things that they offer. You know, look, I go to Austin, which I love. It's kind of quirky and off. And you can go to some place called Chicken Shit Bingo and watch, you know, drink and have a bingo board and bet on where the chickens are going to shit. I love that. Or I go to fucking, you know, you go to Chicago, and Chicago's got so many very cool things to do, and the, uh, the underrated food city. Oh, my Lord, that food is so good. But there's so many different things. You know, I can go see a Cubs game. There's just so many things to do in different cities that it's, you know, even tiny places like Raleigh. It's just I like to go and go and have them take me to a place that I've never been before. So hard for me to say. Um, excluding relatives, Rondo, what's up? Excluding relatives or close friends, who has been the most influential person in, in your life and why? Wow. That is a great question. I have a hard time. Look, where I sit today right now is different than where I sit five years ago. You know? Um, because, um, I want different things out of life and I, I am embracing positive and challenges and good more than I, than, than I did years ago, you know? So it's hard to say, I will tell you right now, I'm reading a book right now called untethered soul, which is really, I mean, it's that out. That's the most influential thing I've read ever. Untethered Soul is amazing. It's, I mean, I, to call it self-help is kind of belittling it a little bit. It's a short little book, but it really is so good and has such a good message and it's introspective and um, I love it. My, my Beth bought it for me. It's good shit. So I would say that. That's the best I can do for you. I don't know, Rondo. Um, not, by the way, this isn't Rajan Rondo. Just so everyone doesn't think I'm <laughs> talking to Rajan Rondo. I don't know. I don't know. Because truly, my family is its the people that I listen to. So those are the influential people. You know, I would tell you my kids, but in a different way. They influence me to want to be good. Uh, I think I've said this before, too. 
I say that a lot on this podcast because I have a terrible memory. But, um, you know, I don't know that I would, right now, I would like 25-year-old Josh. Uh, he was a good time. But he, I don't know that he stood for the same things that I stood for. And I know that we're all different as we get older. But, you know, my kids made me a better person. They just made me a better person. So I would, if anybody, I would have to say them. Um, when I live tweet, Maddie Flavor wants to know, when I live tweet my high walks, how do I actually type without walking into stuff? Well, Maddie, I'm not walking in a fucking forest. I'm on a sidewalk. So generally those things are pretty clear, although I have stepped on poop on the sidewalk. And let me just tell you something. If you let your dog shit on the sidewalk and you don't clean it up, you're a fucking filthy animal. You're a filthy... People walk on there. Look, I know not everybody cleans up their dog shit. Fine. Kick it off to the side. Do something, you disgusting fuck. I really think that whoever... If that... If you ever see someone let their dog shit on the sidewalk, you should pick it up, follow it home, follow them home, and put that thing in their mailbox. I have... I will tell you, there was a place I used to live. This guy used to let his dog shit in our yard. And I, to me, it's not a big deal. Like, shit and goes into the grass. And But I eventually stepped in a piece of his shit. So I told the guy, I go, hey, man. The next time his dog was there, I go, hey, uh, can you pick up the dog shit? And the dog was shitting as I was telling him. I stepped in it. I normally haven't cared before, but I don't want to step in it again. Dude didn't say a thing. Looked right at me. Waited for his dog to keep, stop shitting and walked off. So I walked into the house, I grabbed a plastic bag, and I uh, I did a little stealth follow and put it in his mailbox. Not in the bag either, guys. Mm-mm-mm. I pulled the thing down, and I smeared it right on the little door, and then I shut it. Because fuck you. I asked nicely. Maybe I escalated it a little further than I should have, but um, Kelly wants to know, I love to know the real truth behind Heather McDonald. Guys, I am basically done talking about that. Not basically. Done, 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 done. So done. Non-issue. I'm also, yeah, just done. It's not something I want to discuss. It's it's so silly. Um, so we're not talking about that. Um, and I think that is it for questions from you guys um for this podcast let me just kind of finish up with this um i'm having a good time doing this podcast but i would really love it i don't mind i don't mind not that i don't mind i love feedback let's hear it you like the solo ones more you like both with the guest um Guys, I'm not going to go back to what I did with Sarah. I know I lost a bunch of you guys because this podcast isn't as silly, but it's just not where I am in my life. Um, you know, if I want to be silly, I go on stage and do my stand-up, but I'm enjoying the interview process. I enjoy interviewing people. I consider myself to be not that bright, but super curious. So I like asking people questions and finding out about their lives. I've learned something from every single person I've had on the podcast, by the way, including myself. Sometimes I hear myself talking. I'm like, oh, my Lord. Um, but uh, that's but feedback would be great. A review on iTunes would mean the world. I, I just haven't had I because I'm not getting a lot of reviews. 
iTunes isn't putting me on new new and noteworthy. New and noteworthy will get me a bunch of new people to listen and watch. And, you know, I just want to – I'm having such a good time. I've never – want. I'm terrible at marketing things. Anybody who's followed me for years knows that I'm fucking bad. And I don't – I've just started doing merch because I'm terrible at that too. I'm not a great business person. But I love doing this podcast. So um, please, please, please review – or tell your friends, or give me the stars, or whatever it is they fucking do on that. Chris DeLuca wants to know what kind of espresso machine I have. Well, man, I don't know the brand. I know that it makes a delicious fucking coffee every morning. How about that? Um, Michelle wants to know, will I lower my fee to so that uh, the comedy club near Green Bay can book me? No, I will not. <laughs> No, not unless you want to cover the extra part of it. Um, and uh, I will say I'm back out on the road a bunch. San Francisco is going to be so much fun next week, Valentine's Day. I'm going to bring Beth on stage and sing her a song she's never heard before. I'm assuming she'll ask me never to sing that song again, but it'll be a good time. Some very special guests coming down there. Let me know if there's any guests you want me to have on the podcast coming up. Um, you know what? I'm... I'm at a crazy point in my life, guys, where I'm, I want growth. That sounds dirty, but it isn't. I want growth so badly in so many areas of my life. I want to learn. I, I want, and I also want to help. I just want to make a difference. I, I woke up at the beginning of this year, man, where I was like, I want to kind of make a difference. Not that I want to cure cancer because I can't, although I'd love to. I just can't. I just want to help make it better. Um, and you know, I'm doing something with, uh, Jen, the trainer from the biggest loser. She's going to come on the podcast. We're going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to help try to spread some good, everybody. Um, and that's what I would tell you too. You want to spread good, just be good to the people in front of you and they'll do the same thing and all of that shit. I shot something really cool yesterday. Podcast question. Oh, Christy, Disco Christy wants to know if it's not too late. What's my dream gig? I had it. It was called the Josh Wolf Show. Um, and they uh, didn't want to keep it on the air. Um, but it was, you know, I employed all my friends, my family. All my brothers were on the show. My daughter was on the show. My son was on the show. My wife was on the show. You know, I got to work with Jiffy and Sarah Tiana and Dean. And it was like a dream. Sue Murphy and Brad and Tom. And it was a dream. And. Chels was the EP. Um, it was a good, good time. And uh, that was a dream. And I'm hoping I can find somebody else to jump on board with it, man. Um, just because I think, um, I hope, I think there was an audience. And I think the people who listened liked it. So there you go. Um, all right, guys. I will tell you that for me, um, this is my favorite thing in the world. Oh, Mark Ward. What is the one piece of wisdom that you wish others also shared? Be good to each other. Is that wisdom? Is it wisdom? Look, I, this fucking country right now. God, and I blame every four years. I blame the fucking politicians. But this country, guys, you know, they pit us against each other. They make it, fuck the extreme people, and those are most of the messages you see on Facebook or Twitter. Most of us aren't extreme either way, one way or the other, okay? And by the way, I, I um, yeah, 
most of us live in the middle, but they they one side will make you think that another side isn't American. They hate America, right? So you know, the Repu- Republicans. One of their things has always been that if you're not, you know, you're not as American if you don't have the Republican core values. And all the Democrats would make you think the Republicans, fucking, if you're a woman or a minority, they fucking hate you. All right, I would tell you there there are some people in both groups that that applies to the majority. No, I know a shit ton of Republicans that are only Republican because they vote with their money instead of their heart. Their money is more important than the social issues. If we ever allowed somebody to run with conservative fiscally fiscal ideas, but a very loose liberal ideas and and the rest of their party didn't fucking basically eat them alive. They had money. If we let it be a three-party system where it was Republican, Democrat, and fucking common sense, that the common sense party would win every year. These motherfuckers ruin our country. This is the best country in the world. Fuck them. Um, okay. So Jonathan asks, will I ever have Rogan, Tom Segura, Doug Benson, or Todd Glass on my podcast? I would love to have any of those guys. The reality is... I think I could probably get three out of the four, maybe two out of the four. Um, but I would love to have all those guys. All those guys fascinating to me. I feel like I could learn something from all those guys. I've been watching so much comedy lately um, that it's been inspirational. And all those guys to me do what they do so well. I would absolutely love to have them on. Um, okay, guys. I... I'm going to go. I haven't been working out at all. I'm going to go catch a quick little workout. I'm going to do, I think, a solo cast every week. So here's what you can do. You can send any question at any time into my Twitter, at Josh Wolf Comedy, or at Fairly Normal Pod. Any questions you have at any time. And look, they can be personal questions about me. If there are topics you want me to cover, I'll just fucking go. And I'll try not to make these more than an hour because just you listening to my voice for an hour, I'm sure, is boring as shit. But, oh, I saw somebody at Starbucks. She was making a coffee. She had her thumb in the coffee. Person who gave the coffee to it, then they put the lid on it. And I said to the woman who was standing next to me whose coffee it was, who saw it, I go, you know, her thumb was in your coffee. And she said, yeah, she looks clean. What? Are you kidding me? I could pick my nose right now. Flick it. And I would look no different. I would look clean. I could I could literally scrape my taint right now with my middle finger. And then just take my middle finger out of my pants. I still look the same. My finger still looks the same. It's not like I have anything. She looks clean. That's what you said? She looks clean? Are you fucking kidding me? I could not believe it. But I will tell you, I, I'm i like, I'm not, I'm a three-second guy. Like, I'll pick something off the floor at my house. Not in public. I think the grossest thing I ever saw, okay, I was working at a place where I grew up in Amherst, Massachusetts. And um, I used to, I got a job washing dishes when I was 14. 
And the owner of this place, I think it was called the Gas Light or Gas Lamp. Gas Light Diner. Gas Lamp. And um, I worked there with Amy Lashway. Oh, I loved Amy Lashway. Oh, I loved her so much. Um, so I worked there with Amy Lashway. And uh, Jenny. Oh, why am I blanking on Jenny's name? Um, and uh, I, the owner was making a tuna sandwich for somebody and made the sandwich and stepped away from the sandwich for a little bit and came back and cut the sandwich. When we cut the sandwich, you saw that he had cut a cockroach in half. And he lifted up the the bread, took both halves of the cockroach off, which were both moving still, by the way, <laughs> and um, threw it away and served it. Served it. And he asked me later, he goes, did that bother you? I go, what? He goes, I know you saw that cockroach. I go, yeah. He goes, did that bother you? I was like, yeah. Yeah, that bothered me. He was like, what part? I'm like, well, only one part. The cockroach. Every The tuna looked great and the bread was fantastic. The t- tomatoes looked fresh. I believe the part that bothered me was the cockroach. And he said, yeah, but once I took it off the sandwich, there wasn't any part of the cockroach left. Oh, my God. Is that what's happening? Fucking gross, everybody. Okay. I don't want to waste any more of your time. Listen to me. Comedianjoshwolf.com. I'm all over the country. I'm on the fairly normal tour. The t-shirts and the koozies are going up. I decided to get some hats. My friend Trish, sir, just turned me on to where I can get some hats. I think I'm just going to get hats that say fairly normal. And um, let's go from there, man. Let's just, let's make 2000. I'm going to make, I'm going to cornhole 2016. By the way, cornhole to me. Love that game. Not a great name for a game. Cornhole. They probably should have rethought that one a little bit. Um, But psyched to be on the road. Psyched. So psyched to try some new stuff and challenge myself as a fucking person. I think it's going to do good things for my brain. And uh, my brain needs some help, by the way, guys. Did I mention that I smoke weed? I, I don't know that it's doing anything bad in my brain. Oh, by the way. Yeah, I can't say that. Okay. Um, I don't generally censor myself, but that was probably the place to do it. Uh, all right. And did anyone listen? Did anyone Google search what I told you about on the last podcast? Uh-huh. Don't do it. Don't you dare do it. Guys, I love you. Let's make this fucking podcast some shit. Some shit. Tell your friends. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Love you guys. Later.